calling all car dealers in Ontario. Protect your clients from hefty insurance premium surcharges coming in September while simultaneously saving on your garage policy premium. With insurance premiums skyrocketing on high-theft vehicles, your clients could save up to $12,500 over five years. Increase your profits and enhance your savings with Invisitrack Locate. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the October 27th, 2023 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. This week, we'll hear from Ford Motor Company of Canada CEO Bev Goodman. She sat down for a fireside chat with Automotive News Canada Managing Director Tim Demopoulos during our retail forum in Toronto this week. What follows is their conversation on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. The uh, EV space is incredibly dynamic. There's so much going on in the EV space right now. And, um, you know, it's an incredible amount of stuff you need to stay on top of. So when it comes to things like regulatory changes, charging standards, um, just, the, the, you know, even the technology, for even for many of us in this room, it's like drinking from the fire hose. For you, you need to stay on top of it. It's part of your job. How do you do it? How do you stay on top of such an incredible amount of change? So thank you for the question. And there is an incredible amount of change. And you know, I really enjoyed Joe's uh, discussion this morning um, around looking forward in the industry and, and how we see things playing out over time. You know, there is no doubt that what is ahead of us is the most complex industry transformation that any of us have ever seen. And the re- regulatory environment in Canada is, is really complex, right? We've got GHG requirements that we need to hit. We've got provincial ZEV mandates that we need to hit. There's a federal ZEV mandate that we're expecting to become regulation very soon, likely uh, by the end of next month is what we believe to be the case. And so, you know, working through all of those pieces, along with um, navigating the demand levels on electric vehicles specifically is definitely uh, very challenging. So we've got a great team of people who work hard every day um, to to figure out where we need to go. You know, one of our core strategies um, is recognizing that not all markets and not all customers and not all vehicle segments will shift to zero emission vehicles at the same time and at the same rate. And so with that, we're very much continuing to invest in ICE vehicles, in hybrid electric vehicles, as well as plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, giving customers those propulsion choices um, that they really need and want as we navigate our way through the transformation. It's fun back and forth. <laughs> so Bev Ford of Canada has a, a fairly unique uh, EV strategy, and it's one that you've developed in tandem with your dealers. So tell us a little bit about the EV strategy and what makes it so different. Thank you. So, you know, we've been working really hard for um, oh, well over a year and a half developing our EV go-to-market plan here in Canada. Um, and it is a plan that... Um, that we've worked very closely with our dealers on developing. And and really what it's intending to do is to look at the research and the data to understand what is it that customers want? How do we meet customers where they are as it relates um, to electric vehicles in the future? Um, And so the plan includes a number of elements um, and really it's intended on delivering on those customer experiences, but also to help support EV adoption over time. So for example, the plan does include access to 
a comprehensive charging network, right? We all recognize that range anxiety is a big obstacle for customers to get over. And so making sure that um, charging is available. Um, and as Joe mentioned earlier, uh, dealers having sufficient charging, not only for their own dealership sales and service needs, but also public facing chargers in order to support consumers on the journey. So that's a big piece of the plan. Um, another significant part of the plan is providing um, training to specialized dealership teams. And so, you know, education for consumers is really important. It's critical that we get customers into the right vehicle for how they intend on using the vehicle. And without correct training on the product, on utilization, um, we won't be able to deliver that. So we're working hard on developing dealer training, both from a product standpoint, experience standpoint, uh, that will that our dealers will be able to provide that support to our customers. Um, and then finally, it's really about delivering and developing world-class digital and physical experiences. And we recognize that those are going to shift and change over time. And so what we have today, um, you know, is a set of experiences that we um, are, are asking our dealers to deliver on. And then we too will deliver on with respect to um, digital platforms that we're working on at this time. So part of the demands, or not even demands, but the, the partnership you have with your dealerships is to invest in the Model E certified uh, program. Uh, it comes at a significant uh, investment uh, and at a significant change at the dealership level. You got to invest in service training and infrastructure. Some dealers are telling us that they're getting a little concerned that they're sitting on uh, EVs that aren't necessarily moving as quickly as they did you know, just a few months ago. So what do you say to those dealers and how do you keep them focused on the long term? Uh, and it is a, a challenge. You know, um, a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, we couldn't build enough EVs, right? And so uh, now there are some cases where inventory is building up on selected vehicle lines. And there's some cases also where we have the wrong inventory in the wrong places and we need to work through that. And so one of our, our focus areas right now is really shoring up supply and demand, making sure that we're building at the right rates for the demand that we expect to see. And I'll tell you what, predicting EV demand right now is very, very challenging. It is highly un unpredictable. Um, and so we are, are very much working through that. We're also focused on driving awareness for our vehicles, um, recognizing that some of these are new space for us. And so driving that awareness and then also supporting with appropriate pricing and incentives to ensure that we can deliver the vehicles to a broader audience. Um, as we go forward so that we can make sure that we have the right inventory um, levels. And then, you know, the last thing that I'd say is that we're not going from zero to 100 overnight. We have a, a period of time with lots of investment in other vehicle lines, ICE vehicles, hybrid electric, plug-in hybrid vehicles uh, that we will continue to, uh, to drive and grow over time. So like most businesses, dealers want to grow uh, and they're focusing you know, on growth when it comes to changing the product lineup and that includes EV sales. So tell me a little bit more about uh, how you plan on helping these e uh, dealers focus on EV growth at the dealership. Um, so you know, just earlier this year at, at Ford of Canada, we put a specialized team in place who are 100% focused on the EV business. And so it's a small but mighty team, um, and they're responsible for everything 
EV. They wake up in the morning, it's all they think about. And so they're focused on that long-term product planning, working together uh, with our partners globally and in the US, also on uh, near-term pricing, incentives, advertising, overall go-to-market, and then supporting dealers as we're working through implementation of the Model E plan that we spoke about. Um, one of the key deliverables for them is that training that I talked about earlier, right? And so really making sure that we are creating lots of opportunity for two-way dialogue with our dealers, um, but then in addition to that, providing them both the product and the um, experience training that will help them on their journey meeting those customer expectations over time. So I, I want to stick a little bit more on the EV sales side because when you look at the market, we know that there's a slowdown and it's not just Ford, it's, it's across the board. Many OEMs are experiencing slowdowns in, in sales in many uh, EV categories. So what do you think is behind that overall slowdown in, uh, in terms of EV sales and adoption ultimately? And uh, you know what, what do you think uh, the, the remedy is to, to get sales moving again? And so Joe did a nice job talking a little bit about this too. Uh, so I'll I'll touch a bit more on on what you spoke about with regard to adoption curve. So, you know, if you think about a, a technology adoption curve, um, we're through basically the early adopters at this point. To Joe's comment earlier, those are the customers that are just willing to take. They just want it first, right? They just want it now. They just want it first. They don't care if it's not perfect. Uh, they'll figure it out over time. We're through those customers. We're now moving into and sort of in the thick of the early majority. Those are much more difficult customers to move. They don't uh, buy the first uh, available technology. They want proven technology. They've got a different mindset. Um, they need to make sure that that um, that they have the right experience and that the the, the right um, infrastructure and support is there. And so, so this is the really, really difficult part um, of, of the move that we need to make. Despite that, we still anticipate growth in EV sales next year. And so if we think about this year, you know, the pure battery electric sales in Canada are expected this calendar year to be about 10% of the industry. That's up about three points from where it was last year. This is three points on a 1.7 million industry. It's a lot of volume, right? Next year, we anticipate that the EV industry in Canada will grow another three points. It'll be somewhere over about 13% of the industry. So we do anticipate further growth in EV sales next year. It's not going to be at 20% or 60% next year, right? Now, the government wants us to be at 20% in 2026. So we got some work to do because uh, we're not quite there. Um, but we will, you know, all get there. Um, and so, you know, to, to move this early majority, there needs to be a number of things that happen, right? There has to be product choice. We are seeing more and more products come to market. And in fact, <clears throat> pardon me, if you look at the number of EV nameplates that exist today in Canada, it's about 17% of, of the um, total number of nameplates in Canada are electric vehicles. If we look just five years out, we expect that to be about 60% based on what we see today and forecast for, and this isn't just Ford, by the way, this is all um, manufacturers and it's our best guess based on all of that. So it's a big proliferation in products that will become available that will um, be across all vehicle segments um, and you know more than, than what exists today. 
But one of the key factors to drive this early majority is charging investment. It is infrastructure. It is making sure that customers do have access to reliable charging, both at home and when they're on the road. And so that is something that we've actively been lobbying the government on, um, making sure that, that that will be in place. And to the point made earlier uh, in the last session, you know, to get to the levels of EV sales that the mandates require, Quebec, BC, now, Canada, soon, will require government support um, and incentives. And that is something else that is, is going to be a critical element is, as we go forward. We'll be right back after this short break. Due to the alarming rise in vehicle thefts, starting September 1st, 2023, Ontario drivers will face a brand new substantial surcharge to their already high insurance premiums to many of your top-selling models, and they need your help. IA Dealer Services has partnered exclusively with KYCS Global Inc. to offer dealerships across Canada the Invisitrack Locate Vehicle Recovery Program. Invisitrack Locate is recognized in the insurance industry as a solution to auto theft loss, so much so that insurance providers will waive the premium surcharge for consumers who install an Invisitrack Locate device in their vehicle. You can help your clients by simply adding an Invisitrack Locate with their vehicle purchase. Invisitrack Locate will save your eligible clients between $500 and $2,500 on their insurance surcharge per year for the next five years. Yes, you heard that right. You can save your clients between $2,500 and $12,500 over the next five years, all while adding a new revenue stream to your dealership and providing your customers with the most effective asset location and recovery device on the market. Now is the time to act. Contact your IA Dealer Services consultant today and ask how Invisitrack Locate can help you and your clients save money and recover stolen vehicles before they end up gone forever. Welcome back to the podcast where you're listening to a fireside chat between Ford of Canada CEO Bev Goodman and Automotive News Managing Director Tim Demopoulos. Still, you have the plan, and you have a plan that you've communicated your, to your yep. dealers, the uh, Model E uh, certified plan. Yep. Uh, are, have you made any changes to that plan or any sort of modifications given the current market conditions? Yeah, so uh, we, the plan will continue to have and flow. Um, so in Canada, um, you know, the plan does allow for dealers to enroll annually, uh, recognizing that not all markets change or will change at the same time, and adoption will vary market to market. We've extended the charging installation timing for our dealers. Um, and so, you know, we're giving them some more time, recognizing that it is taking time in order to get the infrastructure built into their dealerships, charging equipment installed. And we're continuing to work every single day uh, with our dealer committees on the other various elements of the plan to make sure that um, we are going to deliver experiences that are differentiating for our customers, but are also implementable for our dealers. So one of the big uh, concerns for dealers across the board, and even the industry really, is where the fixed ops revenue is going to come uh, as EVs start to proliferate. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to the uh, service side of the business uh, for dealers? And uh, what do you think the the prospects are for profitability and volume? So we too, and I, and I think John Chisholm was speaking about this a bit earlier, uh, we too have been studying this very closely because it is on our minds and it is absolutely on our dealers' minds. 
Um, so a couple of things. It is 100% true. Electric vehicles will require less maintenance than ICE vehicles. That is true. But what we are seeing in our own data and what we are seeing in data from countries who are further along in electrification, Norway is a great example. What we are seeing is that those service needs increase in other areas. So two examples are tires and collision. And so those are areas of the business. And John spoke about the importance of, of dealers really thinking about and being focused on the around the wheel business. That's critically important on EVs. And so if dealers aren't there now, they need to get there. The other thing that we've done is we've spent some time looking at and modeling out uh, units in operation based on our sales forecast for the Ford brand for the next 10 years. And so looking out based on what we see from our sales forecasting um, and where the industry is going, we anticipate in like 2030 that over 75% of units in operation will be ICE vehicles. So that's a lot of ICE vehicles. Our opportunity, those vehicles are gonna be older. So our opportunity is to make sure that we are retaining those customers. And that's really what we're focused on now. You know, we all need to spend the time and the energy making sure that we own those customers, not just in the warranty period, but we keep them for service after the warranty period ends uh, and so that they stay loyal to the dealership for their service needs and not going to the aftermarket. And so really that's how we're trying to focus our efforts now while also being very mindful um, of the EV service requirements, which will, which will transition over time. I want to shift the discussion to affordability. You know, I went to a grocery store last night, spent a hundred bucks on a one bag of groceries <laughs> and, you know, I left there kind of scratching my head, but, but a lot of people are doing the same. Very walk, expensive groceries. It, it, it was well, a nice no, steak, it was, was it too? milk, I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people are walking to dealerships these days and kind of experiencing sticker shock. Uh, when you look at the average price of a, you know, a mid-sized pickup truck, it's a thousand dollars a month right now, which is a lot of money to ask for. Uh, it's a big issue. It's a big issue, uh, you know, in general for consumers. It's also a big dealer for retailer, a uh, big deal for retailers. So tell me what is Ford of Canada doing to help with the issues around affordability for consumers and, and dealers? Yeah. So thank you for that. It is a, it is definitely a challenging question. We're all feeling the pinch, right? So I'm always astounded when I go to the grocery store and I walk out with my very expensive one bag of groceries, but, um, you know, Ford's a full line manufacturer. We have products from in all, um, in many segments and really focus on making sure that we do have vehicles to meet, um, most people's budgets. Right. And so right now, uh, pricing is high. There is no doubt. Uh, we focus very hard on making sure that our pricing, our payments and our offers are competitive in the market so that we can give the right value story to our customers. Um, you know, there's many purchase alternatives that are available or lease alternatives that are available to customers to help with, um, some of those affordability challenges, but there is no doubt that that prices across the board, um, have gone up. We were in an inflationary environment and an interest rate environment that many of us haven't seen in, in many, many years. But we'll continue to monitor the market and ensure that we are uh, competitive delivering that value proposition for our customers. Fingers crossed it gets uh, better across the board because <laughs> don't want to be spending 10 bucks on a carton of eggs. But <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, I do want to shift the uh, conversation again to uh, inventory. Uh, inventories are improving. Uh, it's a much better situation than it was a few short months ago, but we are still seeing some gaps in certain uh, segments uh, of the market. Uh, we look at Ford, for instance, uh, transits, uh, transits and uh, escapes are hard to come by. How do you think the uh, inventory situation is going to shake out over the next few months and uh, more importantly in 2024? What do you what do you see? So inventory has improved, right? Um, and I'll, I'll just say we started the year with really tight inventory, really tight inventory on just about um, every vehicle line. Um, and then there have been some challenges uh, over the course of the year, replenishing some of that inventory to the rate that we want to. Um, if we look forward, um, you know, we are seeing improvements to the position that we're in right now. And frankly, we're at a pretty good day supply overall on average. There's some vehicle lines that are high, um, you know, the supply is just not able to keep up with the demand, right? Transit is a good example. Super Duty is a good example. Maverick is a good example. In those cases, I expect our volumes will grow next year. Our inventory will grow next year, um, but there won't be a plethora of inventory sitting on the ground. And in those cases, we need to highly focus on a build to order model. We need to encourage dealers to write retail orders. We prioritize the retail orders as best as we can um, to ensure that we can get those customers vehicles built um, over time. On the balance of the product lineup, uh, I expect that the inventories will uh, be much better and more consistent over the course of the year. Um, but we're not going back to 80 or 90 days supply. Like the, we're, we plan on staying very, very disciplined in our inventory levels, which we believe is the best thing that we can do for our business and our dealer's business. Um, but it does require some shift. So there will be improvement, um, but it won't be back to, uh, to the good old days, if you will. I'd like to thank Bev for being our guest at the Retail Forum this week. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.